Hello, welcome to Let's Talk About Brand. I, of course, am your host, Christine Gritman, and I'm so excited for today. I've been trying to get this guest on for a while, Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income. Very excited to have him on today because he's a perfect example, not only of a strong personal brand, and he's going to talk about how he built that personal brand, but also as someone who has parlayed that personal brand into a company, SPI Media, and into a new endeavor with his building of a community all around Pokemon, of all things. Seemingly not connected to his previous work, but as you'll hear, there are connections indeed. So I'm really excited for today's show. You're going to hear a lot about Pat's own journey and a lot of really actionable lessons that you can use as well in building your brand, building your business, and building your community. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From smart passive income now to card party and everything in between, Pat Flynn always brings the value. So without any further ado, let's bring him on. Pat Flynn, come on down. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. I appreciate that. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Talk About Brand. Really excited to have you on. I know I've been, I've been trying to get you for a little while now, and I really appreciate you being here to close out season three with us. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. Congrats on an amazing season. Very grateful to be the closer here, and you know, hopefully I can do it justice for you. <laughs> awesome. All right, so we're going to discuss a bunch of things today in this half hour, but one thing that I want to make sure that, that we hit is passive income has long been your thing, specifically smart passive income, to the point my friend George DeManis, when someone says passive income, he corrects them. He says, I think you mean passive flincome. So <laughs> you have become so synonymous with this. So I'd like to actually start by defining what that does and doesn't mean, because I think it's a very frequently misunderstood term. We hear about people you know, mm -hmm. doing practically nothing and then all this money rolls in and that's not what it is. So can you first just give us a primer on what passive income is and isn't before we get to your story of how you built that brand? Sure. Yeah. If anybody tells you they're earning passive income or in other words, like making money while they sleep, it could be one of two things. Number one, they're just completely lying. Or number two, they have put in a ton of upfront work, upfront active work, that then was transitioned into what can now be determined to be passive, meaning you are able to use the website that you created, the product that you created, the software, you've put a team in place such that you can still help people, you can still have a business running without you having to continuously put hours into it. That being said, I'd also like to say up front here that 100% forever passive income is mostly impossible. There's only a few people who have that like Bobby Bonilla from the Mets who gets a check from the Mets every single year for doing literally nothing because it was in their contract. Somebody who might get residuals from a movie that they appeared in, for example, royalties, those kinds of things. But again, there was work done up front in order to enable that to happen. 
passive income, as many people talk about it in sense of real estate, in the sense of stocks and investments and those kinds of things, those things still require upkeep and management in order to still be successful. But the way that I prefer to talk about passive income is with relation to businesses that you can create. You actively create those things to serve a particular audience, and then you can automate them. You can automate them with systems, with software, with people, thus now taking yourself away from them, but then now it continues to run. And then with that extra time that you have, you can use that to build something else or travel with your family or whatever it is that it might be. And I'm at a point now in my life where I have probably 20 to 25 different income sources working for me right now, not outside of the investments that I have working like retirement accounts and those kinds of things that also is money working for you. But I've put in the time and the sweat and the tears and the blood into building businesses that now I've stepped away from but continue to work. My very first one was in 2008. Actually, I had gotten laid off from my architecture job, but to survive, I built a website to help architects pass a particular exam. And on that website, it gets traffic from Google, from other people sharing it on forums, et cetera. People can purchase a study guide, which is literally a PDF file, just an ebook, that gets automatically delivered to them after they purchase it. And this was built in 2008, and I make $19, or no, now $29 for every book sold. And now 14 years later, that website still continues to make sales and I haven't touched it in five years. So pretty darn passive, but a lot of work and upfront sort of effort was put into that. I also have a, an invention, an invention called the SwitchPod that me and my videographer created in 2019. It launched in Kickstarter. On Kickstarter, we made about a half million dollars in 60 days through that product. But even today, it continues to generate income through the sales on Amazon. And it's using what we call a 3PL or third-party logistics system meaning there's a warehouse that has all these things such that when an order comes in from Amazon, it's fulfilled. I don't have to touch it. It's happening as we speak right now. Again, passive, I don't know what happened to my voice there, but a lot of work up front to make that happen. And that's those are just a couple examples of several different passive income forms that I have currently working for me. Books and other things are involved as well as online courses and, and workshops that people can pay for. And then YouTube channel revenue from videos that people can view. There, there's quite a big portfolio, which which today is is about a seven figure per year portfolio. Thank you for for clearing up that and bursting that internet driven bubble of you can just kind of put something out there and wind it up and it'll do its thing. It sounds like it's less passive income and more self perpetuating income. And I love that note about making money while you sleep. I was at an event with Seth Godin and someone asked him from the audience, what he felt the difference between a freelancer and a business owner was. And he says the difference is a freelancer makes money when they work and a business owner makes money when they sleep. As someone who considered themselves a business owner at the time, I didn't love that because I was actually a freelancer. You weren't sleeping. You're right. <laughs> yeah, but it's, but yeah, but that's a really good call. One thing that I found really fascinating about where you began with that course for architects to help pass that exam, was that your first entrepreneurial venture? Like you just kind of learned on that? It was my first entrepreneurial venture and it was a learn as I go experience. Yeah. In fact, there were a lot of there were a lot of things that I was telling myself about why I couldn't do this. Hey, I didn't go to business school. I've never built a website before. Who am I to do this? The imposter syndrome definitely kicked in. But at the same time, I knew 
as somebody who had recently passed this very difficult exam, that if only I had this information before, that it would be very useful. So I always had to remind myself that I'm doing this to help serve these other people. And in return, hopefully I can get a payment back for the information that I'm sharing and the tips that I have that's gonna literally save people time and help them earn more money when they get a promotion or they add this to their resume. And so that was what kept me driving forward. And then when I finally launched the thing, what was really neat was I was getting so many emails back from people who had passed their exams because of it and saying they couldn't have done it without without me. They were able to get a promotion. One woman, her name is Jackie, she said that she was able to now take a vacation with her family for the first time because she got this promotion. And she credited that to me. And the interesting thing was she said at the bottom of her email, your fan, Jackie. And I was like, your fan? Like, I'm, I just helped you pass an exam. Like, wow. And it made me realize that when you help a person solve a very specific problem and you step up to be able to do that, people will, will, will reciprocate in so many different kinds of ways. And this person, Jackie, several months later, she actually convinced her entire firm to purchase my guide later. So that one person, Jackie, turned into 25 sales. And I noticed this because on the same day, I basically had like 20 or 30 sales come in from everybody with the same email tag or last, you know, last part of their email, which was the, the same firm that she was at. So that, that was really neat. And it also trained me to, and this is what I teach others when it comes to business and building brands, which is serve first. That's why I'm wearing it on my shirt. When you come from a place of serving first, meaning you know what a person needs help with, which is why I love to say the riches are in the niches. If you try to help everybody, you're actually gonna help nobody. Pick a particular group of people, find one particular problem, and be the person to solve that problem for them. And yes, it's gonna be very active at first. You're gonna be doing this very manually. But once you understand how to do that, you can then understand how to automate or make it easier in a way that doesn't involve you anymore. And that's kind of the, the, the way that I teach business and, and how I help others earn passive income. And as we're going to get to later in the conversation, it sounds like the building of a community, too. You hadn't necessarily actively set out to build a community with that course. But the fact is the community that you did build sort of as an offshoot of having shown up with service did self-perpetuate mm -hmm. itself. You know, the community sold it to their community. So we're going to talk about right. community in a little bit. But one thing that I want to mention is that you are here before us today not as the architecture guy, you know? So the thing no. that you, the thing that you launched first as an architect and as someone who helped people and had the grounds to help people because you had done it yourself and you were an expert in that field, that didn't become your personal brand. I'm sure among some people, I'm sure among Jackie, she may consider you the architecture guy, but that's not where you wound up developing your personal brand in and, you know, developing your thought mm -hmm. leadership in. Your thought leadership as we know it today, maybe you feel differently, is in smart passive income. So how did that happen? At what point did you realize that you even had a personal brand to build and decide to shift it in that direction? Yeah, I didn't set out to build a personal brand. It wasn't like, hey, here's my plan and here's my grandmaster plan and how I'm going to get recognized for all this stuff. Again, just coming from a place of service, after the architecture thing started to go well, I had a lot of my friends and colleagues, people who had also gotten laid off from architecture ask me, how did you build this thing? Like, can you show me how to do it? And I said, okay, I know how to build a website and teach people now. I'm gonna build a website and show people how to do this. So I built smartpassiveincome.com. And the reason why I branded it as such was number one, the term passive income was very popular at the time. And it was something that was very attracting to a lot of people. So I wanted to put that in there. 
But I also wanted to get in front of these people and say, hey, this isn't a get rich quick thing like everybody else is saying. Like there's a smart way to approach it where you can build these things that will last for a long period of time and it's gonna take some work, but like I said, you can reap the benefits and that's where smart passive income came from. And all I did on there was blog about my architecture website. Here's how I built it. Here's what I wish I had done differently. One thing that I did in the month of October 2008 in the first month of, of smartpassiveincome.com was I wrote a blog post and I called it my October 2008 income report. And this is one of the first things that really put me on the map in this new space, teaching business and entrepreneurship, not because I was an expert, but because I was just showing people the thing that I did. And I think this was what was unique about what I was doing was I, was, I had a real life case study. I wasn't just regurgitating other people's information. I had a real experience doing it in my own way. And I was just sharing all of that up front including how much money I was making and where all that, where all those customers were coming from. So this income report, which had how many customers I had, what products I sold, how much money I, I had, how much money I had left over in the end, which was profit. And I was very clear in that income report, that first one saying, wow, this is ridiculous. How, how is this even possible? I, again, did not position myself as an expert. I just was showing what was happening, working in public, if you will. And I remember writing something that said, wow, this is two and a half times more money than I was making when I was in architecture. This is crazy. This is an untapped opportunity and I wanna show all of you how I'm doing it, right? I'm not gonna tell you what to do. I will show you how I'm doing it and you can use that as information for yourself too. And so that income report definitely put me on the map. A lot of people started to link to it and talk about it and say, look at this guy, he's doing it for real. And it seems to be honest because I go to his website and I could see the products there like he's talking about what's happening in real time, which was again, very different than what a lot of other people were doing. A lot of other people were saying, hey, you can get rich quick. Let me show you my income, how it all works, but you have to pay first. This was all free and it was all transparent. And I just leaned into that. And over time, I, I started to talk more about my architecture website. I started to talk about some principles that I brought into the world of business, how I learned how to blog, how to write, and all the different facets of what I was doing. And then eventually I started to build a name for myself. Oh, Pat Flynn, Pat Flynn this, Pat Flynn that. I got invited onto other podcasts. I got invited to eventually speak on stage. And this is where smart passive income eventually became synonymous with me because I was the, 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 the entrepreneur who was authentic and honest and, and sharing transparently how much money he was making every single month along with the lessons to go along with it. And it seemed to inspire a lot of people. And I still, even today, get emails from people saying, Pat, it was your income reports and your blog from back in the day that got me started on my path. And a lot of them are now, you know, serving others in different communities too, which is, which is really neat. And over time, I ended up writing books. I had a YouTube channel with the same name, Pat Flynn. So it was very obvious that smart passive income was Pat Flynn and Pat Flynn was smart passive income. But as I'm sure we're going to get into, you know, over time that started to change a little bit as the brand continued to grow. And as more and more opportunities came, there, there was a shift, but I'd love to Sort of pause for a moment to see if you have any comments about what I just said. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yes, exactly. And and it's funny because I feel like we're going to yada, yada, yada through about a decade of your business here and cut forward to 2020, which appears to be the year that SPI Media was founded. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear how you parlayed that smart passive income brand, which was very connected to Pat Flynn, the person and the personal brand. And first of all, how you decided to spin that out into a larger company? And second of all, what that looks like? What exactly is SPI Media as it differs from the Pat Flynn Smart Passive Income personal brand? Sure. So from about 2008 to 2015, so seven years, it was just me. All me had maybe a a virtual assistant here and a person to help me with email here, but it it was me doing all the things, the publishing, the writing, the podcasting, the editing, the recording, all of it. It was it was me. But eventually I got to the point where I was starting to burn out, as many of us do when we get to that growth. And I ended up hiring a team, an agency, to help me with a lot of that stuff. So to take a lot of the day-to-day stuff off my hands so I can just do more creation and build relationships versus being in the editor and being you know, on WordPress. So this team that I hired was from a team called Winning Edits, and the CEO of Winning Edits was Matt Gartland. In fact, he and I had worked together on a book previous to that. And and this is why I hired his company because they were just so great to work with. My first book was called Let Go and it was published on Amazon in 2013. And he was the one who helped me actually put that together. And, you know, we connected, we bonded and we said, hey, if there's anything else we could do together, let's do it. And a couple of years later, ended up hiring him. And so he and his team, his amazing team were there to help me with project management of a lot of the things I wanted to do uh, with writing, with the podcast production, all that kind of stuff, which was just, I was so grateful for because it allowed me to spend more time with my family and also spend more time building other things like the SwitchPod and all these other projects that I had going on. And eventually got to the point where a lot of my audience started to recognize that a lot of, you know, I started to bring a lot of those members, Matt especially, into the forefront, talking about how he helped me with a lot of this stuff. And he started to become a little bit of a, a, of a character, if you will, that people were, would recognize from my audience. And it just eventually started to become clear that this was becoming a little bit bigger than Pat Flynn. And I also wanted to be honest with everybody and let them know that like, hey, to get to the size that we are at today, it it couldn't have happened with just me. Here's how I hired people. Here's who I work with and how I work with them, how I communicate with them. So again, being very transparent about the journey and where I was going. But there were so many more people that I wanted to serve that I was either going to burn out if it was going to continue to be by myself or I had to bring these people on. And that was just very truthful. And as I often say, what got you here won't get you there. So it was very clear that I needed to bring this other team on. They started to get more and more involved. And as far as like my involvement with their company, I was their number one client, basically 80% of their work essentially. And it, it came to the point in 2020 where it just made sense both on paper and just like in my heart that well, I should just acquire that team and bring them on. And we can all be part of Team SPI. Like, let's combine all of our forces. Everybody on the team had so much value to share and they weren't able to share it because they were just 
working for me essentially as a, a, a me as their client versus, hey, what if you join the team and you could step up? You know, Matt has so much financial information. He's like in the spreadsheets all the time. That's stuff that I do not want to get involved with, which is why I have Matt. But he could relay a lot of that information and he could become sort of a member of SPI and serve people. We have Jillian on my team who helps with community. She's our community director, our CX director. And she has such just a plethora of information about that kind of world, that, which is where she came from, that maybe she could become known in SPI as the person to learn about community. We can all together, now it's not just like Iron Man as Iron Man, it's we're the Avengers now. And we each have different superpowers that we can now add into the space and help people with. And that's where really this vision came in is when I acquired the team and we said, well, how can we utilize all of our superpowers together? And that's when SPI Media was formed because it's no longer just Pat Flynn and, and the company that owned Smart Passive Income was Flynn Industries before, which was again, very me-centric. This isn't me anymore. And it's also now as we are going into the community as our product, it's not just the online courses and the affiliate marketing that we do, but it's, it's, it's the community. The community, meaning the audience and the members of the community, in addition to my team, we're all together here to help each other. And again, it's not about me. So this is where we are now becoming sort of a media company and a place, a, a center, a hub for these entrepreneurs to come into to not just learn from me, not just learn from e even Matt and Jillian and Mindy and other people on the team. It's to learn from each other. And this is where it's just so fascinating to see this is where business is going. And we were kind of on the forefront of creating what we call the community-powered courses. So we still teach things like podcasting and email and affiliate marketing, but now it's people going through those courses together, being led by some of my team members. And again, I am no longer even in some of those processes to still be able to serve those audiences. There's still people, even right now, taking a course that we have called Heroic Online Courses, being led by one of our members, Ashley, and 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 getting tremendous value, get like getting results from it. And I just so happen to be the person who created the lessons for that course, but I'm not even involved in that because that's Ashley and she's owning that and she has that responsibility. And because she takes that ownership, she cares about it and it is her thing. And this is the cool thing about having a team is you can offer that responsibility to somebody else. And then you as the creator or me today, I'm now focused on building relationships, being the person on the microphone, interviewing, just like you and I are doing right now. And it's just, now I, I'm having the ability to have more fun and doing the things I wanna do while other people are, are able to, to be responsible for the other things that they're good at and that they love to do as well. One of the really fascinating things here is that you are using, you, you went from a personal brand, leveraging that into this greater SPI media brand, which is now building other personal brands like that is the mm -hmm. ultimate show of confidence really that you're like yes i built this it's going to help build you if you're if you're a contributor i want it to help build you i love that another nice thing i'm sure about the fact that spi is bigger than just you and as a whole team is that it's enabled you to explore other things you're not wedded to just talking about this one thing you can go have fun with stuff like Pokemon, for example, <laughs> that's not right. really just about Pokemon. It's about community, which, as I mentioned before, has that that connection to passive income in terms of community tends to be self-perpetuating and an engine that grows itself, which I think is really brilliant. But tell us about your your new Pokemon journey and how that happened, because I'm sure you weren't bringing the architects 
over to that brand no. with you. And you probably weren't even bringing the smart passive income people over with you. It's kind of its own thing. So how did that come? How did you even decide to do this? That that was the direction you wanted to go in next? Yeah, in 2020, my kids actually got me into Pokemon cards and collecting a little bit. And of course, me being interested in it now with them, I go onto YouTube and I start diving into the world of Pokemon card collecting. And there's this entire sort of community of people who are collectors and they share these cards, they open them. And I got so involved in them that I became a moderator for some of those channels. I started to get to know some of those people. I got to meet a lot of the community in person. And then my entrepreneurial brain turns on and it goes, wow, there could be room here for somebody to come in as a new creator to do it differently, to tell different stories, to showcase these cards in a different way that, that you know, I know I can bring some new, new freshness to the space. And that's exactly what I did. And there was like, I didn't even mention this really on Smart Passive Income. So there was, there was no crossover with audience. This was literally started from scratch. And within a year, actually it was 11 months and 26 days after starting my YouTube channel, Deep Pocket Monster in January of 2021, we hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. And today, now two and a half years later, we are just about to cross over 700,000 subscribers. And it really is all my experience and knowledge about building community all put into a brand new space. And it, it has worked so well that just this past month, we held an event called Card Party in Anaheim, California. 2,500 people came. Some of the biggest brands in the collectible space like eBay came to sponsor the event. And it was a tremendous success, so much so that we've already sold tickets for next year without even a location or a time. Like people wanna go to this thing now because I know what happens when you facilitate safe spaces for people who speak a common language to come together. And that's exactly what we did. We even broke a world record while we were there together as a community because I wanted to offer something that they could that could take home with them. So we broke the world record for most people opening a pack of trading cards simultaneously. And we were able to set that with an actual adjudicator from Guinness there. And all the stuff that I'm doing there is actually written in my book, Superfans. I'm just, I'm just following it to a T because I've done it at Smart Passive Income. And it's been pretty cool because on, on Smart Passive Income, which I'm still involved with, obviously, it's like, wow, this Deep Pocket Monster Pokemon thing is such a great case study. It's like, oh, Pat, you're not just talking the talk. Like, you did it again, and you must know something, so let's continue to learn from you. So we have this incredible uh, program called the All Access Pass where, you know, I talk about a lot about my Deep Pocket Monster channel and how it was formed and, 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 and show people how to do something similar. So it's been really neat. And again, just like you said, community is the brand. I just happen to be the person, you know, I'm, I'm the team captain, if you will, with the little C on my shoulder, but like we're in this together. And, and, and that's very important because as a creator, I always use words like we, we got this, like, let's do this together. It's never about me. And I love that we've created this new thing now that people can look forward to every year and, and the channel just continues to grow wildly. And it's massively profitable as well because it's a, it's a small team of people, me, an editor and a producer, and that's it. So it's it's been really neat. And yes, that passive income has allowed for that time to explore and try new things like this. And it's worked out. Love it. It also shows that your personal brand and your status as a thought leader, you're not a victim of your own hype. Like you know your stuff and you have proven that you know your stuff mm -hmm. by you. building something just by following your own advice. I love it. Pat Flynn, thank you so much for being here today. Please tell the good folks at home where they can find you, why they should find you and what they will find there. Thank you, Christine. This is great. I'm so grateful to be on a show talking about brand. It's so important. You know, brand is what, as I once heard Chris Ducker say, your brand is what people say about you when you're not there or about your company or about your products when you're not there. 
And, and I think I just wanted to pass on that lesson to you moving forward. So for me, you can find all of our work at smartpassiveincome.com. I would highly recommend that if you are building a business of your own that you check out our newsletter. It's called Unstuck, and I want you to get unstuck if you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash unstuck. And all the other good things are, are there for you to check out as well. So thank you, Christine. Thank you, everybody, for this half hour. I'm super grateful for it. And thank you, Pat Flynn. And thank you for being here, whether you are listening to us on the Adweek Podcast Network, where new episodes drop every single Monday, or if you're watching us on YouTube, where the video podcast drops every Friday. And in between, you can find me on Twitter at ChatAboutBrand, hosting a discussion with you, the community, on the week's topic every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern. This is actually our final episode of season three of the podcast. I take an August break from new episodes. However, you have a lot, lot, lot of incredibly value old evergreen episodes coming your way. So make sure to check out the Adweek Podcast Network and soak up all that goodness from seasons one and two and earlier in season three of Let's Talk About Brand. And I'll see you in September. Bye. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk About Brand, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Christine Gritman, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Christine Gritman. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com.